The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Three Petals Healing with Lauren Dillon Merrill. Here, our goal is to help everyone find an inner balance and strong, healthy, energetic flow. Here's your host, Lauren Dillon Merrill. Welcome to Three Petals Healing Radio. I'm your host, Lauren Dillon Merrill. You can contact me on my website or by email at info at threepetalshealing.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Google Plus, and meet up for current classes, events, and new crystal inventory. So today's show is a little different. We're, we're re-recording because of some technology stuff on our end from last week. But since that's happened, we've had a big fire in Bothell, Washington, near our our building. So I am at home this week working. We moved the office home just because I'm I'm pregnant and I have a toddler and we wanted to kind of let the energetics and the dust, so to speak, settle. So you might hear a, a cat here or there or a toddler in the distance, but that's just kind of how I do things. I I keep my baby close and just kind of take him along for the ride. So this week we are talking about energetics, uh, a little bit about water, um, of course some more um, stones, and then I kind of did some research this week on just trying to find some unique ways that other cultures hold crystals and how they use them in their everyday life or how they might hold them in religious um, respect. So it's been a really fun show to research for. I I really feel like I learn something new every week and I kind of love it. So in terms of science and crystals, um, Nikola Tesla said, in a crystal we have clear evidence of the existence of a formation life principle. And though we cannot understand the life of a crystal, it is nonetheless a living being. I think that's just a beautiful way to look at it. And just a a scientific brain looking at how crystals can be used and how we should kind of honor them and hold them close to us. So today we understand that everything in the universe has its own vibration, has its own energy. And we've talked about that in previous Um, shows before about how we have not only our own energetic field but we have different layers to our own energetic field and we're very blessed to now have a lot of science in our world to explore things like our minerals what they do these metals all these things how they grow like we could actually look at the structure of how the mineral and the crystal is growing but it still doesn't always tell us everything there's still this mysteriousness about crystals and just how they get their metaphysical meanings or how they help with whatever they help with and connect with the different chakras. So we are lucky to have that science to back our research, but at the same time, we can look back at different other societies that have 
for years and years and years, hundreds of years, many, many different societies going way, way back that, you know, have just honored the crystals for what they are without knowing all that science. So one of the um, the scientists that understands and has done a really great job of documenting different types of energy and how it affects us is uh, Dr. Uh, Emoto. He is no longer living, but he was living in Japan where he was doing his research. He was born in 43 and he died in 2014. He studied humanities and science with a focus on international relations and undertook the extensive research around the world to see how water in our, on our planet affects not only just us, but everything as a whole. He realized that if he took water that was affected or influenced by different energy or thought, he could then photograph it. And it looks a lot similar to when it snows, those snow crystals. And that's kind of where I think part of his ideas were coming from was the fact that if snow does this, if when it snows, that's water, it's raining, and then it crystallizes, or, you know, ice or any of the the crystals on windows, then why would it not do the same thing if we influence by thought? So he started taking bottles of water and either saying positive thoughts or negative thoughts or writing it on the bottle itself. He was taking samples from polluted water and clean water and finding very cut and dry results, like the ones with positive energy from clean, pristine places were beautiful. They were diversely beautiful in the way that they grew. And the ones that had negative thought, negative energy, um, mean words, hateful thoughts were very like gross looking and they looked like they had been mutated. And he was finding this over and over and over again. He was trying it with music, not just words, but the sound of music. So, um, you know, Mozart and Beethoven looked very different than heavy metal. And he just kept doing it and replicating over and over and over again. And to the because he did that, we now can see how this thought, energy, water can affect. And then we think about that in a bigger picture of like how much water is in our body. So if we're two-thirds water, our thoughts, our emotions, how we experience the day-to-day life and the negative thoughts that we might have or the negative thoughts or interactions we might have with other people, the negative places we're going, that's changing our water in our body. And that's going to change how our energetics are and the balance that we hold in our body. So being able to actually visualize through his work has really been profound to help shape at least my thinking on how I try and think through the day or how I speak to myself, speak to others, how I interact, what environments I put myself in, because I know that they all have effects now on my body and my balance in different energetic fields. And then we realize how much water is in the planet and how much our global thinking can impact our everyday reality and our everyday situations. And even just down to... Think about how much we interact with water. We water the plants that then becomes our food. We use water in cooking. We are out. I mean, some of us are out and about in the rain 
often we lived in climates where it's rainy. Um, it's just everywhere. Um, so it just really gave me a nice perspective to be able to see really, truly, not only the power of thought, but how this can really affect. I encourage you to look into some of his books. He has The Hidden Message in Water, The True Power of Water, The Secret of Water, and Love Thyself. He, they also um, featured him on the, What the Bleep Do We Know, which is a movie. So he is just a really great guy to be able to kind of bridge that science with the mystic and have a more concrete like visual of what our energetics can and cannot be. And I feel that his work is really, really profound. So the next thing I wanted to talk about was it's a mountain in the Himalayas. It's called Mount Kalash, and it's in Tibet, China. It's, what, it's a huge, huge, huge mountain. I mean, all the Himalayas are huge, but it's the only one that's never been climbed. And I think that that's so interesting. And one of the reasons why it has never been climbed is because it is sacred. And it's not even just sacred to one religion or one group of people, but four in the area and then around the world and with other people, it has been redeemed or esteemed as being sacred and just you don't climb it. It's just not... It's not within their religion to do it. It's not encouraged. There are not tours that go. People do not fly to the top. And those who have tried have actually died. So it's about 6,000 feet. It is the it has four faces. The, it kind of looks like a pyramid. And each side of the pyramid has uh, a different crystal. They're mixed up of ruby, gold, and lapis. It's called the Pillar of the World, and it is the center of the world's mandala. It's located in the heart of six mountain ranges, and it, if you look above it, it symbolizes a lotus. And from it flow four rivers which divide the world in different quarters and different regions. Uh, it's Tibetan word that they use is snow peak, and the Rampochi is an honorific uh, name called Precious One, so it's referred to the Precious Jewel of the Snows. And the the tribes that, that honor it are the Hindus, the Buddhists, the Bon, and the Jain. And they have different um, legends of uh, Shiva lived there, and that's where the, the symbol of Om came from. Different people were, um, were enlightened in different parts of the Jain's religion the Buddhist, it was the navel of the universe. So it's just another example of something that's in modern day today that's held with high esteem, and a huge part of it is because of its crystalline base. So we have to go to a break right now, but when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the mountain and then move on to some crystals. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you just seem to be stuck in the same pattern over and over? Sometimes life seems to be about just spinning your wheels. It never has to be that way. 
Listen for Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with host Christy Ellen, the Mosaic Shaman. Mosaic art is a lot like pieces of our lives. They just need to be put back together, one piece at a time. You deserve to live a happy life. We hope you'll tune in. Welcome to the Mosaic Garden airs live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Sit back, relax, breathe. Reconnect to the still, small voice within. Take the time to make a weekly visit to the sounds of the heart with host Sandy Goldstone. This unique program will help you cultivate and strengthen your heart's connection and feel love, beauty, and joy. You don't need to fear or suffer. Heed the call. Say yes to living from the heart's truth. Tune in live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Join the evolving consciousness of humanity. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. You are listening to Three Petals Healing. To reach Lauren Dillon Merrill or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at 3petalshealing.com. That's info at the number 3petalshealing.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Thanks for continuing to join us. Before we went to break, we were talking about water and our energetics and Mount Klashta. And we're going to continue to talk about Mount Klashta and how different the different clans and um, religious people around there held this crystal mountain in high esteem. So every year they make a, pr- a pilgrim... T- Every year they make a pilgrimage to Klashta and they believe that walking around the base, because they don't climb it, remember, because it's it's not within their religion, it's it's taboo. And those that have tried have died. So they walk around the base of the mountain. It's thirty-two miles. And it takes three three days and it's it ranges in altitude from fifteen thousand to nineteen thousand feet. So it's not like just a stroll. And again, because it's so remote, there are not roads or trains or planes or any of that modern sources to actually go and circulate around it or go to it. To get there, you have to get on a Jeep and it's rugged. It's not just a tourist stop. Uh, So these people believe that by walking around the mountain, they're wiped away of all their sins from one's current lifetime. If they walk around it 108 times, they remove the sins of all of their lifetimes and bring salvation from their reincarnation. So they really take this very seriously and honor it. It's a sacred place. And I would have to believe that in this space that they're holding sacred, all this beautiful, massive amount of crystals are there. It's made up of the the ruby, the gold, and the lapis. And to have that much there, unmined, untouched, undisturbed, 
is quite an amazing thing. So I was really excited to do the research this week and see that, you know, there are still cultures out there that hold these beautiful myths or beliefs or whatever it feels to them close to their heart and that they use it in their everyday or in how they they interact with their environment and this mountain. So the stones that I chose for this week were turquoise, ruby, and garnet. We're going to start with turquoise. Turquoise is one of my favorite stones. I wear it very often, and I wear Tibetan turquoise, and I wear um, Native American uh, Southwest turquoise. I grew up every summer. My parents, we would take... um, a vacation, and usually the first part of the vacation was in Colorado where we would ride horses and go to a dude ranch, and then we would end the vacation in Santa Fe, New Mexico, eating yummy food, going to operas, and just playing in the desert. And it's some of my most favorite times growing up, and that just the whole region is just full of turquoise. The, the Native American um, market that's in downtown Santa Fe has all these beautiful, I mean, just rows and rows and rows of beautiful jewelry, beautiful stones, a lot of it turquoise. So the legend uh, from the Native Americans is that turquoise came from them dancing and rejoicing when the rain came, that their tears mixed with joy and it seeped down into Mother Earth and out came turquoise, which is kind of a beautiful, beautiful beginning. They believe that if you tossed it into the river with a prayer that the god of rain would come and make it rain. It is a cooler temperature and it ranges in color. Most people see it that blue, but really it comes in red, white, more greenish blue, blue, blue. It's a a diverse stone. It's good for soothing, illness, and uh, it's protective. A lot of times... They would believe that if there was a crack or a blip in it, it was the stone that took that blow for you. It wasn't, if it, it was protecting you for something that was meant to happen and that was reflected in the nick in the, in the actual stone itself. So um, in other cultures, the Turkish soldiers used to wear amulets to protect them in war against falling or in, or any other, like if they're going to war, their breastplates, they wore it. Um, so again, it's just that protective stone. And then the Eastern culture, um, which would be like Hindus and Persians, they saw it as like a more mystic stone. And again, still that that protective. But also that if if people that were wearing on a regular basis, if it changed color, it was an omen of illness or death or disease that was coming. Uh, It is a strengthening stone and good for exhaustion, good for panic attacks or depression. So all around, turquoise is such a beautiful stone. It also, when you wear it on a regular basis, it kind of like attunes to your constitution and who you are. So it kind of changes how it interacts or how its energetics play with whoever is wearing it. And the more you wear it, the more that becomes apparent. So the next stone is ruby. Ruby is the gemstone for love and wisdom. The royals wore lots and lots of it. Kings, queens, priests, 
um, nobles. It was very common. Uh, so any sort of teacher or ruler back in when the royalty were wearing it, it helped make caring and clarity in decisions. It was a stone with the ability to teach, to make wise teaching decisions, and to just an all-around wisdom aspect to it. And if you think about that, that's good. That's what you would want your rulers and the people making decisions for you to be wearing, and they wore lots and lots of it. It also has protective abilities, Again, that was used in shields and plates, like breastplates, um, to keep not only the wearer, but usually the wearer that was wearing them back in those days were kings, knights. So those more royal people, they wore it as a protective. Um, it's also the stone of love and uh, for you never to lose your wealth. So again, in those times, the kings, the queens... The more noble people very much coveted it. They wore it in many different places on their body because they felt that that was going to protect them from, you know, losing their wealth or anything else that might have ha happened back then. It's called a drop of heart blood of Mother Earth, which is the way the East Asians describe it. The Native Americans refer to it as the Lord of the Gemstones. The Hindus called Ruby the king of precious stones, and the leader of gems. And they used to divide the different rubies in different classes. So there would be like a high, the higher grade rubies, the mid grade, and then the low grade, and none of them would ever touch each other. And for the lower grade rubies to touch the higher grade rubies was like bad luck. They just didn't do it. And they were very conscientious of how they had them interacting. And they had... They believed that it had more of a magical power. In some ancient cultures, they believed rubies, as well as, as other gemstones, grew on trees. So it was like fruit. And rubies kind of have that look of like almost like pom pomegranate. And when, isn't that a nice thought to have rubies growing on trees? It's good for overexhausted or people who are lethargic. It stimulates circulation. It's that red, so you can automatically assume that it can connect with your heart chakra, your heart muscle, anything to do with immunity and blood flow. It's good to just re-energize and stimulate your whole system. And those that are a little sensitive to... Uh, energetics or stones, they might feel like it's a little overstimulating, but in overall, ruby is a good calming for anything that's hyperactivity within your body or your energetics. So we're going to go to break again, but when we come back, we will talk about garnet and a little bit more about what it does for us and our energetics. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you just seem to be stuck in the same pattern over and over? Sometimes life seems to be about just spinning your wheels. It never has to be that way. Listen for Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with host Christy Ellen, the Mosaic Shaman. Mosaic art is a lot like pieces of our lives. 
They just need to be put back together, one piece at a time. You deserve to live a happy life. We hope you'll tune in. Welcome to the Mosaic Garden airs live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Sit back, relax, breathe. Reconnect to the still, small voice within. Take the time to make a weekly visit to the sounds of the heart with host Sandy Goldstone. This unique program will help you cultivate and strengthen your heart's connection and feel love, beauty, and joy. You don't need to fear or suffer. Heed the call. Say yes to living from the heart's truth. Tune in live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Join the evolving consciousness of humanity. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. You are listening to Three Petals Healing. To reach Lauren Dillon Merrill or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at 3petalshealing.com. That's info at the number 3petalshealing.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us through the the break. I'm Lauren Dillon Merrill, your host. So before we went to break, we were talking about turquoise and garnet and water and different other forms of energetics and crystals. We're going to continue on to talk about garnet. So garnet helps um, with hope and empowerment, and it's nurturing for all things on Mother Earth. It comes in a variety of different colors. So um, most people see garnet as red or pink, but actually it could come in really, really beautiful, lush shades of green. And that is a good symbolization for growth and renewal. It's a stone for prosperity and abundance. It encourages gratitude and service within others. It's great for rejuvenating your energy, It's excellent with any type of money problems and the wish to reform. We think about that. um, So we talked about rubies and rubies are red so that they they do kind of connect with that heart chakra and blood and immunity, bone marrow, circulation. Well, garnet is the same way as well as it has that really deep red. So you know that it can, again, go to any of those circulating circulation or heart, or anything blood or immune-wise as well. But it also, because it, it also comes in green, it helps with the more green aspects of your heart center too. Um, helps with self-love. And, you know, a lot of, we talked a couple weeks ago about, like, a lot of our relationship issues being housed maybe to do with our heart and our sacral, because our in our sacral chakra, we hold those relationships and how we relate to people and situations But then that also connects into our heart. So how we might feel towards somebody or towards a situation like money um, can be really housed in there. So we know that when we're using something that's green or red that's um, contributing to our heart chakra, we can also be aware that it might also 
work well with our sacral chakra because it is in relationship to how we feel about something. And that's a, a great thing to keep remembering. I know we talk about like these stones and the, their basic uses and, you know, the colors, they most likely go with this chakra. But again, it's an intuitive thing. So use your intuition and make sure that you're not just holding on and holding a, one crystal or stone for one chakra because you were told or you read that it went with that chakra. If you're intuitively feeling it needs to go someplace else, I encourage you to take that intuition because, you know, that's a very important thing and it's something we don't, we don't always give ourselves credit. So listen to your intuition when you're working with stones. Have faith that you, you know what your body and what your energetics need. And um, garnet is this great example because it can relate to both your sacral and your heart chakra. And it's, um, it's good for both. And that has that dual color. And each of these stones that have more than one color you know, they might go to different parts and different um, chakras on your body. So it's also great with stabilizing with anything to do with the law, any challenges, transformation from lower forms of response to a, a higher form of something more loving. And that is to another example where we talked about in the previous segments and uh, weeks about aligning and attuning. We know that if we align and attune with situations, with our crystals, with ourselves, and with other people, then we're working on a soul level. And that makes it easier and cuts a lot of the icky stuff out of the middle. Communication is more concise, more loving, more from a direct place. And that's really, really important when you're not only just working with your stones, but I think in general in life. Anyone that can take the time to align and tune, which is very quick, is going to benefit because they're going to be working at a more um, balanced, energetic place. So garnets were also used a lot in Eastern Europe, all over, on well, all of Europe, on, in the forming of churches and the art. There are many, many different places in different countries where just the walls are kind of, they're all over them. And again, that's from that time period of when the royals and they were ordering these these murals and these cathedrals and these places were being built and they believed that uh, garnets, rubies, these really beautiful diamonds and pearls, all these things, metaphysically, they wanted them in their places of worship. They wanted to wear them on their body to protect them, to help them be wise. They're a good example of just culture after culture, year after year, monarch after monarch, just all using the same things. They, they're all choosing these things for a reason. It has that vibration. They're attracted to it. And they were used a lot in Europe, not just by the English, but by Spain, Portugal, all of the countries, all the royalty. So then the last stone I chose for today is selenite. And I wanted to use selenite because I feel like it's a good self-care stone for not only yourself, but for your stones. Because even though these stones are helping us with bringing balance and cleansing things out of our body, we also have to be conscientious that they have to cleanse, they have to be able to detox as well. And selenite is a great uh, stone to help with that. Because it's self-cleansing and recharging, it's one where if you have like a nice block of selenite, 
or a selenite lamp, or they make kind of like those domes, you can set your stones or your jewelry on top of them, and it can help clear whatever you might have picked up through the day. And you would be surprised what you pick up. It's even just not, it's not even just like energetics from interacting with people, but if you're sitting in an office, um, it's like sitting in a microwave sometimes with the, just that radiation rays that are coming. That's being collected and being pulled into your stones to help cleanse it off of you. There's geometric stress coming out of the earth of things that impact us. Those things need to be detoxed further. I mean, you detox it from yourself to your stone, but then you need to make that final step to help cleanse your stones. So selenite is a really great one. It's just you can keep it at your desk at work to help. You can, at the end of the day, come and remove your jewelry and lay it on just a log of selenite. It's really, really a great cleanser. And because it self-cleanses and recharges, it's not yet another stone you have to cleanse. It's just there. It cleans them. It's kind of an easy stuff that you can put in your everyday routine. It's also good with just um, getting unstuck from things, letting go of anxiety, worry, um, any negativity, anything that you pick up during the day within what you're thinking. So it's kind of one of those good stones that would be good just to kind of visit at the end of the day, kind of let go of what you've done, what you've you know, had to interact with, it's just a good, you know, to kind of finish up your day. If you meditate at the end of the day, it's a nice palm stone to hold during meditation. It kind of just erases all the negativity out of your field and your other crystals' fields. So, um, and they also use it to cleanse your aura. You see that a lot with the, the wands. So, again, I just want to reiterate and we go back through all these different stones is that they they all kind of work with each other and work uh, within each of our different chakras and selenite works with all your chakras but I encourage you to kind of start taking taking them and seeing how they how they interact with your every day we uh, this weekend did a, a different festival where we took out a bunch of crystals and we had a booth and we set it up and it's so interesting to see the people come into the booth because they they don't even realize that everyone kind of holds and picks up um, crystals in the same way. It's like this, it's just innate thing that we do. That the way we hold it, the way we look at it, the way that people hold, like physically hold it in their palm or they might turn it is very similar to the, the next or the person after them. It's like when you see people grocery shopping for produce, like, you know, they pick it up, they check it for bruises, you know, if it's ripe. And it's just person after person, and they were attracted to some of the same stones. And, you know, someone might come in, and I and I could even almost predict what they might go for. Like, the women might go more towards the rose quartz, um, or the men might go more towards malachite. And it's so interesting to see how it's innately ingrained in who we are, and we may not even realize it. So it kind of made me a little giddy just to be able to interact and be there and share our beautiful crystals with everybody so that, you know, it just reaffirms that we really do have, like, an intricate relationship with these minerals, whether we realize it or whether 
we work on it or do research or hone it or not, we're just attracted to them. And I was really pleased to see how many children, just so many children want to come in and they want to touch them all and they want to just ask a gazillion questions of where does this come from? Is this real? Is this a diamond? It just, it's just a, a beautiful way to be able to share them with our community around us. So we have to go to break, and when we come back, we'll wrap up our show. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you just seem to be stuck in the same pattern over and over? Sometimes life seems to be about just spinning your wheels. It never has to be that way. Listen for Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with host Christy Ellen, the Mosaic Shaman. Mosaic art is a lot like pieces of our lives. They just need to be put back together, one piece at a time. You deserve to live a happy life. We hope you'll tune in. Welcome to the Mosaic Garden airs live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Sit back. Relax. Breathe. Reconnect to the still, small voice within. Take the time to make a weekly visit to the sounds of the heart. With host Sandy Goldstone, this unique program will help you cultivate and strengthen your heart's connection and feel love, beauty, and joy. You don't need to fear or suffer. Heed the call. Say yes to living from the heart's truth. Tune in live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Join the evolving consciousness of humanity. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. You are listening to Three Petals Healing. To reach Lauren Dillon Merrill or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at 3petalshealing.com. That's info at the number 3petalshealing.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. I'm your host, Lauren Dillon Merrill. Thanks for sticking with us through our last break. So just to kind of recap of what we've been talking about, we were talking about uh, water and Dr. Emoto and how powerful our thoughts um, can be, not even just to ourselves, but he can actually show you what thoughts are through um, photographs of crystallizations within water. I highly, highly recommend you look him up and look into his foundation that is continuing to teach and to do research in Japan, as well as look at some of the beautiful pictures he's taken in the many books that he has. There's a lot of great videos and interviews on YouTube about him, as well as there's things circulating on Facebook. And we will make sure to try and find some of those resources and connect them through our Facebook he also has this really great study where he took rice. There's, it's the rice experiment. 
if you type that into YouTube, I'm sure there's many versions of it. So what he took was he took rice and put them in um, closed mason jars, the same rice out of the same unseasoned, cooked at the same time. And then um, he labeled one jar love and one jar hate. And the experiment is, is you're supposed to go for maybe 10 days and you every day hold the jar and for the one with love you give love you think loving thoughts you you say loving things and then to the other jar you say you know more hateful things and it's incredible to see the time lapse of the the ones that they have done before and the one that says love actually is preserved for much longer after a week it still looks like you could eat it and after like two or three days of the one that has the negative energy, it's just molded and funky colors and does not look appetizing at all. So there's yet another example, and there's an example of rice. It's a simple grain that we boil in water, and then we put our thoughts in it. So it's, again, thinking about how our thoughts, how our energetics not only affect ourselves, but affect the whole world, the whole big picture. So I really encourage you to look at his stuff. He is an amazing person and um, a loss to us to not have here to continue to teach us. Um, We also talked about turquoise and garnet and ruby. And we know how, yet just another list. I mean, every week it's not even hard to come up with the list of beautiful stones to talk about because they're each unique. They each give to different parts of us. And I feel like, you know, when I buy crystals for my store, I look at, at at the point of view of like, yes, I want to have these certain crystals in stock because I know that they're common things that humanity needs. Um, you know, grounding things. We keep a lot of grounding stuff with the black tourmaline, the hematite, the hematoid quartz, the blood quartz. Those are all really, really great things that are kind of go-to to help people ground. In, and then also to help bring some of those rare, more high-frequency stones for those that are kind of stuck and need to grow a little more, need to open up and trust their intuition and be able to, like, trust what they're feeling. And I would say that probably the two most common things that I come across with clients that I work with on a regular basis is either the grounding or the trusting the intuition. And usually it might start out as something like they just might need to get grounded, but then once they're grounded, it's a very clear understanding of, like, They need to stop, feel the ground, and feel what they're feeling and know that that is right. Um, So I try and help help my clients and help the people that I interact with and help shop for stones to to kind of go towards those because I know that those those different aspects are something that is common within our society that we need. And that's also where we formed our grounding jars. It was a class where you could go and you could build your own jars. And now we're kind of making them and putting them on the website as well so that people who are not so directly close to us can still access them. And we have them made with just grounding and we have them made with self-love, um, communication, because grounding has different aspects. It may not just be like, oh, you're tripping over your feet and you're not connected to the earth. Yes, that is a good sign that you are ungrounded, but you might be ungrounded because You're not loving yourself and not honoring yourself. You're not speaking your voice. You're not living your truth. Those are ungrounding things that can be mixed. It's not just cut and dry. It's this chakra, this problem, this stone. It is a very intuitive 
flowing, ever-changing, um, energetic science, if you will. So I encourage you guys to continue to align and attune, to, to continue to think about your energetics and how they affect yourself, everybody around you, our world. Please feel free to reach out to us if you have questions, if you have something you, you're looking for stone-wise, even if it's not something we have on our website or that we carry. We are happy to help you track it down or figure out what it is that you need. We'd love to hear from you guys and to get your feedback. So um, feel free to reach out through any of our social medias, email or by phone. Uh, we have some, some classes that we're trying to gear up for the fall. So Bonnie, who we had on our second show, Bonnie Dysinger, who is a fellow esoteric healer. She also has, she does Reiki and she um, has a lot, um, she's done a lot of research with and training with angels. She's. She's done her work on the energetic front. I'm trying to uh, arrange for her to come back. So we've already have kind of a, a running list of people that want her to come back and teach Esoteric Healing 1. And so we are looking to bring her back for uh, the week of Labor Day. We want to have the class Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So if you're traveling, you would need a day on each end to um, travel. So f Friday through Tuesday. Um, we... I highly encourage you guys to, to look into it. She's a profound teacher. And um, I just wanted to kind of start plugging that now because we're going to be starting to enroll for that class soon. We also have a sacred geometry teacher, Kavina, coming out in uh, October. And we're going to get that information up into you guys soon. She is just a delight. And I've never seen her stop smiling. She She's a great speaker. She's she will hold your interest and keep you smiling the entire day. And then we also have reached out to uh, the Matrona Doula program. We'd like to bring Wapio Barnett to come teach in our space. I've taken her program twice now, and it's taught me a lot about energetics and just birth and um, just who we are and how we come into this world. And so we're trying to open up enrollment for a class with one of those for the fall as well. I love bringing in really, really great teachers into my space to help teach about energetics. The more diversity we can teach, I think the better. And of course, in um, August, we will be having Reiki 1 and 2 with um, Barb Barnes, and she will be joining us on the show in the next couple weeks. So I wanted to kind of take a moment and recap on some of our classes. So if anybody is interested, they might have some extra time to book some travel plans. And... Um, even though coming the fall here, uh, we live outside Seattle, and our office is in Bothell, Washington, it does get a little more rainy. With um, The rain becomes comes a dip in how expensive tickets are to get out here. So it's good, and um, even though it's raining, it's still a beautiful place to come visit. So um, I encourage you to be kind to yourself this week. All the stones that we talked about will be up on the website. We'll keep them up an extra week Um in addition to our this week, our new um, topic will be the high vibration stones. So we'll keep the, the garnets and the rubies and the turquoise up there a little longer if you wanted to go take a look. I just wanted to express my gratitude to everyone th um, that's helped me with this radio show. It's way out of my comfort zone. It's not something I would normally do, and I'm so thrilled that I, I didn't get caught up in that and I just went for it. 
I have really had a lot of fun just getting started here. It's only my fourth show, so I just it brings me a lot of joy to be able to share this with everyone and to know that it it is going out to people. And I wanted to just to hold the gratitude for just everyone and my husband has just been so supportive. My son who is a year and a half, he is just a joy and he makes my life very easy. And um, to my family and this beautiful tribe that um, comes in and works with me every day to figure out the topics, to figure out and work with these um, meanings and find those crystals, we work very hard together and they, without them my world would not turn. So I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you to everybody. So again, I want to remind you guys that I'm not a doctor, I'm not a therapist, so anything I might suggest um, during the show or um, might recommend, please check with your primary care providers, have a good dialogue with good communication with them, um, and just use your intuition and stay grounded in those thoughts with um, what you're using. I also wanted to just kind of send out into the universe asking for prayers and love and light to come to our city of Bothell. We had a very, very big fire this last week that um, it was very traumatic to the all of Main Street. It took out a whole building with um, many businesses in it. I think the total was around 10. Um, and some of them had been there for 20 years. It was a historic building. It's a great loss to our community. Um, I know everyone is hearing this even around the world, but if you could please send love and light and prayers and good positive thoughts to Bothell, Washington, we would really appreciate it. Um, so I hope you guys have a great week, and I will talk to you next week. Love and light. Thank you for joining us for Three Petals Healing. Lauren Dillon Merrill will return with another edition next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and noon Pacific on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.